Our economic system based on the belief of infinite resource Earth, hypnotized by profits and intoxicated by techno-optimism, has not only brought to us a fake, distorted vision of progress, but also ecological overshoot. We live in a dystopia in which we normalize poverty, inequality, ecosystem collapse, labor exploitation or unfairness as an inevitable consequence of life itself. Although hope is far from being lost, as the Chilean poetess Lucia Godoy Alcayaga, also known as Gabriel Mistral, said, hope is the last thing to die. That's why this May, in Brussels, we concurred the House of European Democracy with the proclamation of going beyond growth, of shifting from GDP to well-being, from nature colonization to ecosystem harmony. Therefore, today we will highlight the main message from the fruitful discussion and try to advance in winning the narrative to create a world for all the living. Welcome to Not Another Green Podcast, the sustainability podcast with Isdeh. <laughs> everyone first things first yeah uh, i would like to say hello to my beloved colleagues hello inigo how are you doing hi nacho i'm doing good thank you for asking yeah and hello steph how are you doing hi nacho i'm very good what yeah. an introduction yeah nacho for president we are amazed nah, it's fine that, was, <laughs> that was coming from your heart that no it, it comes from the collective uh support that we created last may like it was insane actually like i loved the conference it was super nice Yeah, it really changed yeah. the way I looked at a lot of things in life, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, and we are going to talk definitely about that. And welcome to this mini that we are going to try to kind of give some insights from ourselves that we take, some takeaways from the conference. And first thing I would like to say, a message was clear. We need to focus on fulfilling human needs and accomplish social progress while reducing the energy and material use. Reor this is reorganize our model of production around well-being and ecology. I believe that we live in a moment of great collective knowledge. We are a species that is also able to build new realities and better relations with nature. We need to challenge our creativity, and for that, we would like to share with you uh, some main takeaways from the conference, as we said. Uh, so I will start with you, Inigo. What was your perception of the conference of the three days? Like it was quite intense, no? Yeah, it was. It was definitely intense. Uh, mm -hmm. It was. It was a nice atmosphere. Uh, I learned a lot. There was a lot of cheering, a lot of booing, a lot of uh, clapping. People even yeah. crying. I so like, it was the, really emotional at some points. Yeah. I mean, there are there are topics that they are like for for us at least they are quite uh, how do you say emotional or like or motivate us to 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 see that this Actually? is. Oh, touchy, 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 touchy could be a word. Yeah, touchy. It motivates us to also Certified. think <laughs> that this is happening. Sensitive. So yeah, overall it was it was an exciting conference for me at least. Yeah, everyone was saying it was the Woodstock of Beyond Growth conference. I cannot recall the uh, who said it. Uh, so many people were saying it. But it was it. super nice. Like I laugh a lot with that. Like yeah, <laughs> I think people kind of got heartened by it, and then it became a bit of a topic at the beginning of every single talk. They were saying, "Let's keep Woodstock going." Yeah. <laughs> No, that was lovely. Like I really like the the like that simil with the Woodstock festival. Actually, like uh, Philip Lambert, the organizer from the Greens Party, he said that actually it was he has never seen the Parliament so crowded with so much energy and you know like 
so much power or willingness of change. Like it was insane for There's him. There's a lot of young people in the audience yeah. as well, though I would say, which yeah. maybe isn't always true of the European Parliament. And maybe that's a reflection <laughs> that young people should be a bit more involved in these conversations yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, let's let's just jump into the main takeaways that we had because like at the end we are three different people with different points of view about life and different careers uh, objectives, uh, I will say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so be. yeah, again, like Inua, let's you jump first, then yeah. we will go with the staff and then me and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Yeah, let's uh, let's discuss a little bit over over our. Time. Uh, yeah, so for, for me, actually, one of the main takeaways uh, is somehow related to the fact that uh, just uh, degrowing or going beyond growth uh, is not going to imply uh, somehow that we're going to get into realities of, of, uh, yeah, of stones and, and sticks <laughs> yeah. and not able to just uh, use the car or not able to travel. Or It's more the fact that we need to think, again, our way of consumption and how like this luxuries that are based on on, on actually uh, exploiting resources are not going to actually bring us that happen that that happiness that we wished for oh, definitely yeah and also at the same time you're just just destroying the planet so yeah like we should find new ways to express better behaviors with our environment like there was this outcome that Mikkel told me Mikkel, shout out to Mikkel, hello <laughs> uh, Hi Mikkel. Uh, he told me that in one of his talks he, uh, the, someone said uh, common luxury and individual um, austerity mm. so as a concept I think it's really powerful because I don't need a lot like to live by myself but for example like then I really would like to have like a super good pu public transport or super good uh, a public system of education yep. uh, health system, healthcare you know, like talk with care instead of business and profits and, yeah. and luxury, like just for the sake of luxury. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, and also like the fact that uh, the people that are not able to access uh, most of the of, of the services or they are not they are living under poverty, let's say, because people like normally uh, think also, yeah, we are already kind of bad with uh, overshooting the limits, but there's also a lot of people from uh, developing countries and they're gonna overshoot even more. Well, actually, uh, the fact that they are that that they are overshooting is because we are uh, overshoot somehow. They will not if everyone live more in a let's say medium level of 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 resource, then everyone could fit in this planet somehow. So yeah. it's just cutting the 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 high end of the spectrum yeah the luxury end no. the hyper luxury end no yeah and also don't you think that we live with so much pressure to have more like it's like it's like it's not only the need of growing as a system it's also the the need of growing your your own part put stuff into like what, what are your main takeaways or yeah so i think my takeaway is um you know slightly different of course i'm a different person sure. so i think the, am i <laughs> no i'm not you i i would love that you are the same person would you uh, less people to deal with yeah so for me i think i've always lived my life and thought about career career choices in the way that i want to make the best of you know kind of sustainability in the confines of the system that we currently have. So I always just wanted to kind of be like, well, this is the economic system that we have. How can we make the best out of it? And I think a lot of the thinking from the conference made me think, actually, do we have to be happy with the system the way it is? Is it, 
is it actually productive to just try and make the best of what we have when actually we could look at changing the whole system and the way that, you know, financial gains are put above human well-being? That should be the foundation, not that we keep on growing forever. So it's a different way to look at it. And it's kind of yeah changed the way I look at my own life and my own aspirations because I used to be too pragmatic, I think, and I used to be too easily satisfied with just making the best out of the current system. But really, we should be more utopian and dream or whatever it was you were saying at the beginning that show about uh hope you know yeah. uh yeah definitely like we we have the potential to imagine new realities there, there is this thing that is called uh fixed uh, uh pragmat historical pragmatism I, i'm not really sure if this is the correct concept i'm improvising right now um but it's about the all that we feel already defeated by the system because what are we going to change? We cannot change anything. And that's not true. Uh, we are living a utopia if you consider the previous times. Like we are working uh, 40 hours a week in uh, most of the European countries, uh, I think in general. Uh, that was utopian in a, in a past uh, world. Yes, as we talked about in the episode with Huckstra. Yeah, exactly. Things move. So, that, so that's important for all to consider that things are able to be moved anytime if you consider that something is wrong move it try to move it yeah and, and, and sometimes you just need courage and, and and it's not an individual courage it happens in this conference that suddenly you are with a lot of people that feel the same way as you yeah it makes you feel more like it's possible to change things yeah and uh, I, I also wanted to make a point here maybe it's a little bit out of context uh, somehow but I also feel like um, one of the the ways that actually our, this system fits uh, in in the needs of, of people is that people are somehow trying to fulfill their lacks uh, with material stuff and they avoid somehow the personal development of being happy with what you have somehow. And I think this is also part of, of our uh, Western culture somehow, yeah, maybe this is a little bit more philosophy, religious stuff, but just uh, being happy and and fulfilled with uh, with yourself without the need of anything. Definitely, like so, I, I mean, uh, uh, at the end, like we were uh, colonizers of new lands because that makes a growth of our societies in a point in in, in the past. And, and now we are colonizers of nature, resources, marketing. You know, we, we have new ways of colonizing the the market. And, and that is making you think that you need to, to, to buy a lot of things that you don't need. Like, I mean, like... All you have to do is go onto Instagram and you're like, oh, damn, I need to go on holiday or I need to yeah. buy those trainers or something. It's yeah. in and our then, faces all day. And then, and then the system is not only going to not be blamed at all, but also is going to blame on you. The responsibility is on the consumer. Yeah, and we were saying this earlier yeah. that I was feeling a lot of responsibility for that, but you were making I mean, me feel like a bit better. We, we have <laughs> a, 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 a responsibility, of course we have, but it's a collective responsibility to change the leaders that we put in front of us. If they are ignoring this reality, they are the ones that are driving this train and it's going to crash at some point. And it's super sad when we try to say yeah, but you have this type of clothes or you have this diet, whatever, or you travel around. Dude, I have never done any of that. And I'm as guilty as anyone that has done every, every, anything of that. But you know what? The, the, the ones that are really guilty are the ones that put those services to us to buy it. And the ones that makes marketing campaigns to us to 
keep buying them and to convince others you should go to Thailand or whatever and do this and that. Bullshit. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like, I mean, like, we wanted to do this uh, from, um, from also the perspective of uh, winning the narrative. You know, like, we, we have these takeaways that is like, we need to shift our, our way of, of thinking. At the end, there is uh, a thing that is collective here, even though our main takeaways were different. Um, we have a main thing that is, something is wrong. Should we not I change it? So. Yeah. yeah, like, like and, and, and of course, we are going to have re different recipes uh, for changing it, but should we not gather all together and say, okay, let's stop doing this, and then we can discuss whether we need to degrowth in this particular industry or whether, you know, like the details. Yeah, there are actually the details indeed. I think exactly. uh, just everything starts with the change on, on, on the mind or the way you see the things. Yeah. And then the details will just come. Uh, yeah. So it's more like a change of, of mind or of attitude rather than, yeah, sh we should degrowth this or that. There are, let's say, part practicalities. Yeah. But I think that's not the main issue. The main issue is the way of thinking, right? No, so. exactly. Like, uh, I was talking with Giacomo D'Alisa, uh, and uh, that was one of the panelists of Basic Universal Services, and he said to me something that makes me think a lot, that is, everyone has a different sufficient. You know, like, for me, maybe it's like more, I need a little bit more of water, but I need less energy. So we can work with that. It's fine. We have different realities, different contexts, geographical context, cultural context, etc. But let's gather all together to rethink that system. And I think that was beautiful itself, because it makes a space to everyone to, to participate in the conversation, and everyone is encouraged to participate in the conversation. Okay, so uh, that's our main thoughts. Uh, we also have a mini discussion here. It, this was 100% improvised. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like I want to, to apart from the intro, Nacho. The intro was no. The uh, intro and the conclusions are that prepared. was that was too beautiful. That was to, pure too beautiful to be no, improvised. Introduction and conclusions are prepared, but the main part was improvised. Uh, we wanted to feel the pressure of uh, be committed to talk. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. It does? Wow, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thank you all to listen, and we will jump into the conclusions that basically is just a little bit, ref a little reflection that I had uh, when I was coming back from Brussels uh, last, mm, this May, sorry. This, this May. May. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning English, mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you to be listening until here and we just want to make a little conclusion the limitless growth fairy tale of our parents is the horror movie that we are living now the hell which next generations will need to deal with if we don't do anything we have the data the models and the knowledge of how to do things science has our backs we have the opportunity to imagine and share a new view based on the logic of if it's not for all and cannot be maintained through time, is not green. Now is the time for action, for joining the conversation about our common future and build a new narrative, to bridge the gap between well-being and nature, to balance the system. 
Now is the time to wave a plan for all, all together in communion with the environment. As was said in France in the May of, 60, uh, of 1968, be realistic, ask for the impossible. Thank you all for listening and a special thanks to our beloved colleagues from Industrial Ecology, especially Caro, David, Christina, Aaron, and Federico, among much more that work every day to bond our tiny community. Bye! Woo, let's get Guinness! Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you, Nato! <laughs> Love you. <laughs>